What's up, goons? I'm here. It's Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Joined, as always, by my mostly stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mike? Mostly? Well, you seem very off today. I am. I'm wildly off. Yeah. What's going on? Are you okay? No. I have a baby at home. Yeah. uh, I've literally never worked more in my life than I am right now. It's funny because your productivity has not gone up at all. No. I mean, how can it? It's impossible. I mean, when you're, you're working twice as much. I, liter- I just found out you don't have life insurance, which is disturbing knowing that you have a, you're, you just had your first child. You're 54 years old. And I'm working myself to death. And you're working yourself to death. I should have life insurance. Yes. You should absolutely have life insurance. I don't even know if I could get it at this point. I'm so out of shape. <sighs> they don't have to know. You can certainly get term life. No. If you get life insurance... They got to, like, come to your house and give you a physical. That's not true. No. I send them the results. I don't even think I sent them anything. I think if you're a certain age, I mean, you're old enough now being your age. I mean, me, when I signed up for life insurance, I didn't need it because I'm such a young, fit man. I just turned 35. That's impossible, Mike. Why do you look like that? Uh, Bad choices. That's fair enough. You want a beer? (sighs) It's getting closer by the day. I promise you. I could never do that. Alex sent me some pictures of your daughter earlier. I could never give you a beer. I could never do it. I could just take a beer. I I couldn't stop you. (laughs) I think that might be the move. I think that might be the sweet release I'm looking for. It's not death. It's relapse. Oh, yeah. Because it kind of, because then you're just sick, Mike. I got a sickness. Alex can't leave me if I'm sick. It's such a weird thing. As a drunk, right? (laughs) I, I, I really do respect the hustle of having a disease called alcoholism so that you don't have to actually do any of the things. Because I'm a person who's a drunk and still manages to take care. I've got to go see a fucking sick, childless uncle in a hospital tomorrow. I'm not looking forward to that. That's his fault. Is it? That he has no children? <laughs> yeah, just come inside someone. You have a child. I do have a child, and it was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's pretty simple. You just leave it in oh, once. Oh, man. Frank's going to smoke a joint. Oh, man. There's nowhere I'd rather be. <laughs> I told you we could do this after HSR, too. Nah. You just, should... That just means I'm here until midnight when I have other work that needs to be done before midnight. Well, you could have done that work while we're doing this. And I could have gotten you some food. No, I would have eaten. I would have gone and smoked that joint. I would literally nothing would have gotten done between. You'd now be a and sleepy boy. Yeah, you'd be you'd be you'd be high and full. <laughs> yeah, just wanting to look at your phone. High and full. Yeah, want to look at just pictures of my daughter and go to sleep. Yeah, I mean that's weird. What you're gonna be in the same house there? You can just look at your daughter. Why would you look at pictures of your daughter on your phone? That's because I'm creepy. not in the same. I'm saying I would be here before oh. HSR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in the other room, look at pictures of my daughter, calms me down enough. Why would you that go I into the other room? You can just do it in front of us. Because there's a nice couch in the other room. I know what's happened on that couch. Yes. Ain't nobody want a part of that. Things have happened on that couch. <laughs> um. So I was in Georgia for five days. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why so long? Uh, my, my girlfriend's family's down there. She has some family that moved down there during the pandemic. So your girl went with you on on the trip? Yes. yes. But she did Oof. not come. To, she came to zero shows. Yeah. Her brother in law came to one show. Re- uh, what a real ass bitch. Yeah. And honestly, I thank her for not coming to any shows. Yeah. 
I don't know. I always feel like maybe it's a little different now, but like all the guys I knew when I started who were like dragging a girlfriend around, you know what I mean? Like w- w- when we were all doing open mics and stuff, those guys all don't do comedy anymore. Or not, at least not on any higher level than they were when they were dragging their girlfriend that eventually left them around. You need to be a certain level of piece of shit to take your girlfriend with you to an open mic. I think what it is is the girl wants to come to be supportive. Or even like these bad bar shows that you got to do in your first two years of stand-up. The girl wants to be supportive. and then But then here's the thing. is like You don't want to show your girlfriend how bad that situation is. Because now... If she wants to do anything and you're like, oh, I have a bar show, she'd be like, that means nothing. You're not doing anything, but you are doing something. It just takes like 5,000 of those to get anywhere. Yeah, but you, this is not a bar show we're talking about. This is a, this is a four sold out show. It was four sold out shows. Yes. So Ryan, yeah, well, Ryan Long all weekend. Okay. That to me is like, all right, like I didn't bring you to the open mics. I didn't bring you to the shitty bar shows. Instead... I'm going to wait until I'm actually in front of a packed house who likes me. Mm-hmm. See how the first show goes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If your shit works in Georgia, and then drag her night two. Yeah, that's fine. But she needs to understand why you're going away for weekends with deviant alcoholics. <laughs> I mean, I, I, assume, I assume she thinks that I'm the more deviant alcoholic. <laughs> like they're they're bringing you as cover. Like if I go on the road with Zach Amico, my girlfriend's like, "Seems like you guys are just gonna like watch wrestling and have a couple of beers." I'm like, "Damn it, I hate that you're right." Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, unless there's some deviance to get into, <laughs> which there most certainly is. <laughs> oh man, um, but yeah, Georgia's a weird place, man. Because like just being out there and like honestly going back and forth from like. The suburbs of Atlanta in Atlanta every night. It's a fucking strange fucking place. Like, uh, first of all, people just leave. There, are, I've never seen so many cars just abandoned on the side of the road as on that fucking eighty-five fucking South in fucking Georgia. Yeah, they didn't have to add any for that scene in The Walking Dead, dude. I'm serious. Like, y- you think I'm joking? But it's like it's a disturbing amount of just cars that just have their axles broken. Um, Car insurance down there is more expensive than it is in New York State outside New York City. Like, it's comparable to, in the suburbs, an hour away from Atlanta, the insurance is comparable to New York City insurance. Oof. Like, that's how bad people are at driving in fucking Georgia. Like, they do not. And I remember reading this thing. Thomas Sowell wrote this book about how um, Scottish immigrants were actually responsible for black people being hood. Because yeah. uh, so Scottish immigrants to the South during uh, um, the Annabellum era were very fucking ratchet human beings, and they were but they were like um, the guys who whipped the slaves. Because obviously, like the plantation masters didn't whip the slaves. So Thomas Sowell wrote wrote this book called um, "Black Rednecks and White Liberals," and he talks about he's like he's like these fucking wild Scottish motherfuckers ended up being riverboat captains after slavery. And there was no riverboat crashes in the north. But all these Scotsmen were crashing riverboats and sinking them all over the fucking south just because they were fucking wild drunks. It was a certain type of Scotsman that was just like a wild fucking drunk. And they like, because that's who like black people were around the most in the American south, that's like what created hood culture. For real? That's, I mean, Thomas Saul's, because he goes, Jamaicans aren't like that. 
conveniently, no Scottish immigrants to the West Indies. And West Indian slaves then became, you know, all of our nurses. Hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas American slaves, and there's other reasons why. Obviously, in the West Indies, there was this thing where um, slaves in the West Indies actually had were responsible for raising their own food, and then even, like, they had a day off to go sell food in, like, markets and stuff. Whereas here, they, like, actively, like, kept slaves from learning how to read or swim or teaching them really... Like, everybody had their own job, but they didn't really know how to, like, grow food from beginning to end. So it was like a, it was like an assembly line. It was Yeah, but it was like... It was, it was like an assembly line if you could never swap out with the next guy on the assembly line. They kept you having one job in one place so that you didn't know how everything worked because if you thought you could only do this one thing you know whatever it's fucking it's mental fucking warfare you know what i mean like essentially it really is like just gaslighting an entire race of people hot take Uh uh-huh slavery Mm -hmm. not great yeah not not very good although somebody told me it sounded like a choice and i was like you know what there's a black guy saying that he's right must be He's an authority. I have no right to speak on these issues, but yeah. if he said it... We learned that last week from Don Lemon, remember? Yeah, dude. We got we got no place. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about the Don Lemon-Tucker Carlson, the dichotomy of the two of them being fired at the same time. Obviously, Don Lemon significantly less successful than Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson went out and put a video on Twitter that got more views than he ever got in primetime on Fox in one day. What has Don Lemon done this week? I would assume... Can you uh, look it up? Mock white women, but I'll look it up. Oh, he definitely is doing some mocking white women. I think that's how he comes. That's how all gays come. <laughs> is he gay? Don Lemon? I think he calls his jizz the curd. Does he? I thought Don Lemon was gay. I thought that's Anderson Cooper. Yeah, I thought they were gay together. Oh. The lemon makes you pucker, and then Cooper puts it in your pooper. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Lemon joined CNN in 06 from a local NBC affiliate in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. 2011, he made ways uh, when he acknowledged in a memoir that many of his colleagues, what m- many of his colleagues already knew, he is gay. Gay! Dog, how are you going to be at CNN for five years and have enough shit for a memoir? That's how many years? He joined in 06. Uh-huh. He released a memoir in 2011. Well, it's like Obama putting out two memoirs before he was the president. It's like, enough, dude. We get it. You were born in Kenya. Yada, yada, yada. D- your dad's dead. <laughs> dude, I always say that, like, uh, his first book, uh, Dreams of My Father, that's his first one, right? Something like that, yeah. Um, I put it down after one chapter. This girl was like, you really should read this. It might change your mind on this guy. Because I was like shitting. Post-Bush, I was vi- I was even, believe it or not, Mike, I can get pretty cynical about politics. No. Um, so, but I've been like this for long. Like, when you were still a patriot, I was like, yo, these guys are dicks. But, um, so, I, I, I read it and I put it down. Because at one point, Obama says he comes to New York. And then he's supposed to stay. He was told by somebody to go to ring this apartment bell. And then he got there and he rang the bell. And then they were like, I don't know what you're talking about. That person's not here. You can't stay here. And then closed the door in Barack Obama's face. And then he said that he left that apartment building and slept in an alley. And that makes zero sense. Why would you sleep in an alley? Where else are you going to sleep? In the apartment building 
that you're already in in the staircase. That's you know what? <laughs> like, would it, why would you go out into the cold when you're inside already? He was at the apartment door. He was in the building. Yeah, there's at least a vestibule there. There's a vestibule. You go downstairs. You get you hop the turnstile and sleep on the subway. Who sleeps in an alley? First uh, of all, if if one thing has taught me anything is that you know uh, there's only six alleys in Manhattan. Maybe there's eight. Maybe back then. But you know, like uh, Law and Order just films different angles in the same six to eight alleys in Manhattan, just to just just to make it seem like people are dying in alleys. It doesn't actually happen. True. Sleep in the park. There's grass. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be a subway. That's what I'm saying. You're saying a subway sandwich. Okay, I said the subway. You're saying a subway sandwich shop. Subways don't close. The sandwich shop, dude. I've I've. I've gone into a subway in Harlem, mm-hmm. right, to, to and got like three cookies for a dollar or whatever offer, whatever deal they were offering, mm-hmm. and I have fallen asleep at that table until six. Nice. And then they woke you up and they were like, "You're gonna have to buy three more cookies." Yeah, like we got a we got a one cookie per hour <laughs> <laughs> policy here at Subway. Yeah. Uh, we noticed you haven't touched your cookies at all either, sir. Come on now, you know I touch them cookies. I know you touch them. Uh, so I can't find uh, uh, anything that Don Lemon is doing. So I just found that... No um, statement, nothing. Um, Don Lemon, uh, there was a lot of jokes about him at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Oh, yeah, that happened. And Shout uh, out to Roy Wood. I mean, I'm sure he did a great job. Yeah. He was uh, very funny. And Roy Wood was like, y'all don't even understand the joke. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, the, the thing I feel like everybody missed about the Don Lemon thing was that I was trying to say there is a man that regardless of what he did off camera on air, who represented the beliefs and viewpoints of a lot of marginalized communities. And he fought for that on air. And if he's gone, I'm not sure if Charles Barkley is going to cover all the boxes. It's not a dig at Charles. I, I don't. Charles Barkley is replacing him as the black guy at CNN. Right? Is he really? Yeah. Which is crazy. No. Remember for, when CNN wait. said they were getting back to their like core values of like news and bipartisanship. And then they hired, Charles Barkley. Holy shit. Yeah, Gail King and Charles Barkley to host new primetime show. That is not a news correspondent. Well, Gail King's been dipping her foot into cable news for a while, right? Yeah, that's just Oprah's friend, right? Yeah. But she's been doing cable news, right? I think so. I have no idea. Why does she... She's just famous. Oprah's so famous that just her only friend. And let's... Be honest, probably pussy eater, uh, became famous just by being next to her. Yeah, that's kind of how it works. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. I mean, that's why I'm hoping for you to get a CNN gig, because before you know it. Yes, that's true. You I'll get at that. least Fox News. That's true. The idea, the fact that me and you don't have some sort of a, a gig call, making fun of fight, random fight events every week is crazy. Yeah, it feels like a huge misstep by UFC Fight Pass, if I'm being honest. Like, and it doesn't have to be MMA events. It's just something that isn't that. No, but I mean, that's why UFC Fight Pass has jiu-jitsu tournaments. They have all kinds of stuff there. No, I'm just saying it's like, there's no, like, even like the SiriusXM has an entire combat sports channel. And we know the lady who runs it. Well, we used to run it. Now she just runs like a whole division there or something. The sports division? Something like that. I don't know. She got a promotion and she no longer works on that channel. 
I mean, good for her. God bless. Yeah, I mean, get a promotion. But before you fucking leave your position, give Chris and Mike a little little taste. What are we doing here? Give us a job. Let's. let's I mean, like, how great would it her. be if every Monday what we do is we, we 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 review the previous week's stupid combat thing that we talked about, and then we preview next week's. That's a great co- and it's a different thing every time. A different sport that people don't typically watch. Hmm. Armored Combat League, Sumo, uh, BattleBots. Um, what's another, uh, professional pillow fighting, all things we talk about. So you're talking about a, a martial arts wrap up show. No, no, no. We preview a show. We preview one event that's coming up this weekend that you might not watch if you're a combat sports fan, cause you might not know about it. Then we review that the following week in the, in the, in the up top segment. And then the latter half, we preview next week's event. Yeah, so we're with. starting the show off by by wrapping up what just happened in yeah. something in in martial arts over the weekend. Yeah, hmm. I think this is a good idea. Wonder what we'd call that. I don't know. What would you call it? Something about MMA rap. I don't know what that is. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll keep I'll keep puzzling it out. But once I have once I have a title for the show about wrapping up an MMA thing that it's happened not, the weekend before. It's not MMA, necessarily. But it's it's a mix it's of an martial MFA, arts. because we have a master's in fighting arts. Okay, fair enough. I'm just saying it's 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 a mixture of different martial arts that we'd be wrapping up every week. Yeah, we should do that. We got we come up with a name, and then we'll pitch Marissa. We just pitch her. Well, you I, need a name first. Can't go in half-cocked. You're right. Something that like grabs people's attention, like you know, I'm not. Yo, I'm not good at. I'm not good at names of things. Okay, that's why two different people got confused on the title of this podcast. Who? What two people? Me and Nate. Everybody is confused at the title. Of yeah, does, it makes no sense. <laughs> you know, it's just a place for me to sit and drink some beers and talk. My good friend Mike Harrington, who's dying inside. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some would say dead. I mean, dude, you look like sh- you look like you're fucking at the end of your rope. Yeah, and at the end of that rope is a noose. Yeah, which is where I'm at. Swinging. I'm like, I'm just missing the leg from my hangman character. You know, what you need you probably need to work more. You, you think- need to bury yourself in your work. <laughs> you think that's the idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah it seems like you're doing the more work you have, the better you feel. That's that's typically that's true for most people, I would say. Mm. All right. Well, moving on. All right. Let's talk about this. This is actually the biggest story going on that I feel like when I go on, I went on social media to see if this was trending. Not much happening with uh, explosions above the Kremlin. Well, really? I've I've seen I've seen a decent amount of it. So are people saying that this is clearly the U.S. attacking Russia? Because this is the one. So I believe that the U.S. 100% blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah, obviously. There's no way around it. I believe that they did it because they they knew that as winter hit, Germany was going to want that cheap gas and probably stop backing them up. I firmly believe that. Like, I really do firmly believe. I Like... They blew up the Nord Stream, and also just to make sure that they cut off that uh, stream of income to Russia. What do you think about this? Uh, the movie about how to blow up a pipeline. 
What movie? You haven't seen this? No. Pull it up. There's like a full on, like it's getting a lot of shit. Um, it's an actual movie? Yeah. It's based on a uh, book by a guy by the name of uh, Andres uh, Malms. Mm-hmm. Andres Malm. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's like a neon movie, which is like one of those real tiny indie companies. But people are saying it's like, this is literally a how-to guide on how to... Blow up a pipeline. Blow up a pipeline. Is it about like blowing up like these pipelines that go throughout... The... Turn that down. Okay. Uh, throughout the Northwest... I don't know. Let's. Uh, you want to watch the trailer? Yeah, let's watch the trailer. And what's the name of the movie? How to Blow Up a Pipeline. Oh, that's a great name. It's right. I'm in- all in on seeing this movie as of current, as of right now. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to Boom Talk. Today, teaching myself to make a homemade blasting cap. And if this works, he's a podcaster. Step one. Oh, this guy rules. Improvise explosive. <laughs> and it literally is like a step-by-step guide of how you could do. All of these things. This looks awesome. This project. What kind of project? Try to stop a pipeline from being built on my property. Poisons the air, water. Damn, this place is sick. You guys cooking meth in here? I'm ready to start working. We have to show how vulnerable the oil industry is by hitting something big. Michael, what do you think the odds are he blows up? I don't really care. Oh, dude, he's edgy. I really could blow the pipe at the he's hilltop. So tough. Keep the all from leaking. That guy, he's uh, you know. You're not actually thinking. I'm not thinking about it. It's like a hero to all the emo girls out there. What if y'all do structural damage? Such a sensitive soul. Then we're doing something right. Ugh. I don't know. I agree. So they're saying this is a lefty call to arms? Yeah. Is, that's why they have a very prominent white guy that open carries in it. Most likely. Yeah. But it is a lefty call to arms, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's more of like an anarchist call to arms. Uh, I'm all for it. That movie looks good. You're saying that doesn't look like an entertaining movie? Yeah. Mike, I get that your dad was a Republican when you were very fucking <laughs> soft-brained. Like, that movie looked awesome. Blowing up pipelines is cool. We're pro blowing up pipelines now, except for Nord Stream, which the U.S. did. <laughs> so you're you're cool with blowing up U.S. pipelines, just none overseas. Well, just if some fucking young go-getters go- get after it. <laughs> Look, that's the entrepreneurial spirit of this country. For all I know, they blow up that pipeline, build their own pipeline right afterwards like good little capitalists. Smart. How to blow up a pipeline and build your own. That's part two. How to make your pipeline blow up. Yeah, exactly. There you go. They're they, fucking into it. But yeah, like that's the so the idea behind this, like people are are on the right especially are like outraged about this movie because see, I love that they're both outraged now. I love that both sides are so remember for a little while the right stopped being outraged? Yeah, the right was cool for a bit. For like a fucking hour. 
the right was just, it was like, oh, fuck, do I have to become a fucking real right-wing guy? Not, not even. Outraged. And then they were just outraged it all the time. It wasn't like an hour. It was honestly... Those, About a cup of coffee. Those glorious four years that Trump was president. I don't even think so. Yeah. I think it was only the first year Trump was president. Mm-mm. Because by year four, they were outraged at how their president was being talked about. Okay, In the beginning, they were like, whatever, y'all can hate. And then by the end of it, they were like, oh, it was just the tropes. And Also, even early on, they were storming the Capitol. Were they also calling for, um, what's her face to get in a lot of trouble? Uh, uh, Lock her up? Hillary? No, no, redhead, fucking annoying. Seinfeld. She was in Seinfeld. Help me out here. Uh, Kathy Griffin? Kathy Griffin. Yeah, yeah, no, that They were also like, yeah, fuck, I, you're I, right. I, I'm, even more, I'm even more talking about in the in the build-up to Trump is the only time the right was like kind of like in this weird place where they were just like, whatever, dude, say fuck. Say all the words. When we were kids, they were like, if you say fuck, you're a bad person, and we're going to take you off television. And then for like a month and a half, at, probably right after the grab by the pussy thing, they were just like, whatever, it's just words, bro. And then just right back to being fucking Moe's. That is true. Like, once you had, once you realized that, like, oh, we're all just behind Trump, you can't really be word police anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're kind of not behind Trump anymore. So they're back to being word police. So they're back to being word police, which is just, hey! you know what I mean? Trash. Um, But, so... The again, what we're talking about here is the the pipe the the explosions above the Kremlin, uh, and they're fun. Have you seen any of it? I haven't seen the footage, no, but I, I've read the stories. So there's a, a there's basically Russia is saying it's the U.S. Now, <clears throat> I don't believe it was the U.S. It's just because they don't want to admit they got punked by the Ukraine. Well, here's the thing: it does feel like it's Ukraine because Zelensky came on TV. The day before this happens and just goes, we've never attacked Russia. And then all of a sudden there's explosions going on above, above the fucking thing. Um, What's up? Nothing. Um, it, uh, no, but all of a sudden, like right after, didn't Zelensky come on? Didn't he give a statement like two days ago, essentially saying that he's not ever put forth anything like he's ne- like he's saying that we're fighting a war on our fronts we've never attacked russia that was like two days ago i'm seeing and then uh, this happens this morning i'm seeing he said we didn't attack putin or moscow and denied an assassination attempt on putin okay so russia claims ukraine tried to assassinate putin via drone warfare which is the stupidest way to assassinate putin i mean it seems what well, why is that stupid I think the best way to assassinate Putin is you just get to one of his guys and you do Iceman style, ricin in the drink. Somebody spills a vodka on Putin, that seems like very plausible. Checks out. You know what I mean? That's the best way to kill a Russian. Always. Always. They just, don't drink water. It's just vodka. Just there. yeah, you just walk up with a fucking triple super dry martini. Super duper dry. Super dry. Yeah. Doesn't get drier than arsenic. Yeah, does not. He was using ricin, right? No, that, or is that just uh, Breaking Bad? I have no idea. I think he might have been using ricin. I think that's where they got it for Breaking Bad, is that that's what the Iceman was using. 
You remember that's how he said he killed most of the people is that he would just act drunk in a club and then spill a martini on a guy. And then it would get in their pores and it seemed like a heart attack. I'm looking this up now. This is Richard Kuklinski, the Iceman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he was leading to die from cyanide poisoning. Police that might be what it is. that Kalinsky was behind the number series of murders. I mean, I remember just in those tapes, he said that's what he did. Uh, but yeah, I don't think... So that... I think this is fake. I don't think the U.S. would use a drone to get fucking Putin. Because that's just inviting trouble with China. Is it not? Yeah, I mean, they're in an alliance now. They're exactly. In, BRICS is a thing, right? Yeah. That's what? Russia, India, Brazil. Yep. That's a new China, world order. We haven't really talked about that on the show, but it's fucking... Wait, not, it's, it's, I, I wouldn't say terrifying. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Saudi Arabia? Mm-hmm. That's... It's as NWO as it gets, baby. It is. It truly is. It's, it is a massive problem for the American order. I'm worried about it. For life. So what do you think happens next after this? Russia has now said this. It's such a funny thing that Russia never, like, it's like, this is fake. You did this. Doesn't it just now make it seem like they also blew up the Nord Stream? R- Russia or Ukraine? Russia. You think they blew up their own pipeline? I never did until now. Because I certainly don't believe that the United States sent a drone to the fucking Kremlin. You realize this is literally the plot of the world is not That's enough. 1D chess. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's 1D chess. <laughs> We're not playing 1D. We're at least playing 2D chess. Yeah, 1D chess would be impossible to play. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's just a queen sitting by herself. Probably flicking off. Fucking slut. Hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, like, it's just like such a crazy... Like, if the U.S. did turn out to do this, I would then believe that Russia blew up their own pipeline. You know what I mean? It's like... I, it makes no sense that the U.S. would send a drone to Moscow. Yeah, that's not where drones go. No. It doesn't make like I would believe that they sent drones to the Ukraine though, and then they were like, "Hey, if one of these drones happens to hit the Kremlin and kill Putin, we wouldn't be mad at it." Hey, we're just gonna start swooping our drones in like this, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. and if you happen to get in the way of them, it's your own fault, Russia. She's walking into my fists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop hitting yourself, Russia. Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. You hit yourself with the Nord Stream. Now you're hitting yourself with these drones. Undefeated. Ah. All right, moving on. Um, let's talk about... I, I know you want to talk about this. Um, let's talk about uh, Jen Psaki getting shitted on by Megyn Kelly. Because I know you hate Jen Psaki. Hate her? I'm a fan. Yeah. Who wouldn't like her? Unless She's she was very bad redhead. at her job. Was she? I mean, it seemed like she was pretty good at her job. If her, I mean, if her job was protecting Joe Biden from looking like a mushmouthed asshole, she did a very good job for some months. That was her job? I thought Jen Psaki was the one who got uh, diddled by Cuomo. No, that's Lindsey Boylan. I got my, I got my very Irish-looking women confused. I mean, Lindsey Boylan's significantly more attractive than Jen Psaki. Uh, they're both... No, Lindsey Boylan, very hot. Jen Psaki, all right. I mean, I don't know, dude. It's kind of binary, dude. Would or wouldn't. 
and I would for both. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll be honest. I would choose either of them over Megyn Kelly. I don't like that fucking... I don't like that teased-up hairspray look. Yeah, dude, if... I, if... I don't like it, except for Liz Cho. Remember Liz Cho on ABC News back in the day? I always remember she had that big fucking poofy hair. I always wanted to stick my penis in it and then come in the middle and see if it would drip down her temples. Yeah, if you if Roger Ailes was actively trying to fuck you, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Ew. Gross. <laughs> All right. Uh, just for reference, Lindsay yeah, Boylan. Yeah, Lindsay Boylan, significantly hotter than Jen Psaki. But Jen Psaki, by the way, you argued with me, Jen Psaki, a two on this show. I don't, I don't recall this at all. You said it many times, furious at me. I've always thought she was attractive. Stanley, sitting in the other room, knows the girl I lost my virginity to and goes, yes, I get it, Chris. <laughs> See him? Look at him nodding. He just, he's actively nodding. Yeah. He's going, yeah, I get it. I know. <laughs> I know what this is. <laughs> but so apparently her Sunday show is tanked. Is it? And Megan Kelly should. You sent me this. Mm-hmm. So what was the thing? Uh, I just saw Megyn Kelly was like, yo, she's trash. She just wanted a media career. It's the only reason she got into this. Yes, that is why you become the press secretary of the United States. <laughs> There's no other fucking reason to take that job. I love that she said the ratings fell off a cliff due to a 2% drop. 2% or 2 points? No, no, 2%. Uh, or 0. 0.2. She drew seven, 765,000 total viewers for the April 23rd show, a 2% drop from the previous week. By the way, I'm also just very sick of uh, uh, um, news pundits and shit talking about their competitors' ratings. Like, it's, I'm fucking over it. Report the, you know what would be, you know what would actually probably get people to watch the news again? Report the fucking news. And just the news. People's ratings are part of the news, no? Look, man, I think you just go, <laughs> here's the thing. Dude, I don't trust anybody when they say a thing that happened. Like, I literally don't trust any of these people. Like, even, like, the news brief in uh, 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 The Economist and on PBS are, like, fine. The, the Week is a good one. There's other foreign affairs magazine I fucking trust. Like, there's very little news. I, For example, look, I sent you just now a uh, Washington Post article that this is the craziest interaction I've had in the last two weeks where somebody goes, I heard Trump is really on some real fascism shit now. And I go, what? I don't understand what's changed. What are you talking about? And they brought up this, which is just a, which, by the way, they also did not have a uh, uh, login for Washington Post. Pull that back up. Uh, Trump has authoritarian vision for second term. I am your justice. He did say that in that stupid Waco rally, which has all sorts of issues. But that uh, that person also just saw that headline and could not click through. I created an account to read that article to realize that the only thing that they're saying in this article is sound bites from that month-old Waco rally. Was he saying justice for Waco? No, he was just in Waco, which is weird place to hold a rally. And also to be, you talked about this, you know, months ago, but like Trump going from being like, you've been wrong to I've been wrong. Oh, I have completely have been saying this. Now he's trying to get back to, I will be your wrath or whatever. That's his rhetoric now is like, are you upset about everything that's happening in the country? The country's falling apart. And then he's like, he's like, I'll do that. He's kind of getting back to that because... The yes, because the 
the rhetoric of uh he going from I am here in the fucking where where whatever helped him win Appalachia whatever these fuck coal mining towns that helped him win the election the first time he was there being like I'm here because you've been wronged and then now he's kind of going I am back again I'm back at again because <laughs> I have been wronged and I kind of need your help remember how I got back all those coal mining jobs even though they weren't really created by me they were actually created the uptick in uh, coal mining in the US was an uptick in metallurgical coal mining in the US because China which mostly has metallurgical coal uh, actually put some uh, cap on the amount that coal miners can work in a day is the actual reason why there was an uptick in coal mining in the United States of America. Interesting. Yes, that is. I mean, I, I, we talked about it back in the day. But so, uh, yeah, Trump sucks. However, this article is a big part of the problem with everything that's happening in the country because, like, he's not actually saying that. If you go to Trump's website, can you go to Donald Trump's website and just go to policies? I don't buy any of the shit he's saying on this website, but he is actually saying things that do kind of make vague sense. He's just not going to do any of them because the only reason why Donald Trump is running for president is because he's an insane narcissist. I don't think he's a fascist. I don't think he's a psycho. I don't think he's a despot. I think he's a ridiculous narcissist that locked into a moment in history and became the fucking president through dumb luck. He's, he's Forrest Gump. He really is. Yeah? Yeah. He's Forrest Gump. When did he, when did he get shot in the ass? Probably from Stormy Daniels. Probably after Stormy Daniels. Sense. Probably needed an antibiotic shot. But go to his, uh, go to the, go to the uh, Agenda 47. Because he'll be the 47th. Oh, God, I hate him. Scroll down. Uh, keep scrolling, actually. Ending the nightmare of homeless drug addicts and dangerously deranged. Now click that. Go down. Don't play it. <laughs> uh, he's going you know, to bring back mental institutions that, you know, Reagan got rid of to house these people uh, and rehabilitate them. It, it is actually, like, if you, like, look at it, it actually, so, like, then you read the transcript. So, like, this is how funny it is. Go up. No, go to the, just go to the text. Go to the text, the top of the text, Mike. Jesus. Okay. Now, you see how there's a video, and then there's these words. And the words is what they're saying that they're going to do. And there's a transcript of the video. Because what they're saying they're going to do is not what he's saying in the video. Because they know the dummies who click only the video. Because me, I didn't even, I forgot there was even videos here. I checked this out, like, last week. And I was like, oh, we'll talk about this on the show. And I just read the stuff because I was like, I don't need to watch Donald Trump talk. But then they know a bunch of idiots are just going to want to push this button. And then they have to put the transcript after the fact. But it's like it's kind of just like somebody smarter than Donald Trump was like, this is what we're going to say he's talking about. So you think he's like tricking people to who don't watch like they're tricking people who don't watch the video? I think they're. I think he's just appealing to both sides. He's like, there's going to be somebody who comes here and just reads this, and we want to make sure we don't sound stupid. But we want to appeal to all the stupid people by letting Trump talk. Yes. To be honest, it's 4D chess. As opposed to the 1D chess that Russia's playing. <laughs> oh. But I was very annoyed at the whole thing. Um, 
I don't know why I'm off on this tangent, but we'll move on. And while I'm here, we got to talk about YoDelta.com. YoDelta is the Delta 8 sponsor of the Gas Digital Network. Here's the thing about YoDelta.com. Delta 8 THC is legal in a lot of places, like I just was in Georgia, uh, that Delta 9 traditional THC is still illegal. So what you want to do is you want to go to YoDelta.com, use the promo code GAS, and you will get 25% off your order. That's YoDelta.com. The promo code is GAS, and you will get 25% off your order, high-quality vapes and gummies that you cannot find a better fucking Delta 8 product. I, as far as I'm concerned, if you're going to smoke Delta 8, look, the vapes are very, very good. They're high-quality vapes. Personally, I think the I, the gummies are discernible from traditional THC edibles to me. Uh, I very much enjoy them. I think they're very good. That's typically my my bag. Uh, uh, the vapes are good. As far as I've smoked a few different Delta 8 vapes, I think those are probably the best ones. They're very good. Uh, go to YoDelta.com. Use the promo code GAS. You will get 25% off your order. That's YoDelta.com. The promo code is GAS. Moving on. All right. So the last thing we got to talk about is the thing that Mike loves to talk about the most, which is uh, trans issues. We're going to talk about this. Now, there's a couple of things that go into this and what I want to talk about. The first thing I want to talk about is uh, there was a guy from the Space Force that got fired for criticizing. This is what uh, Fox News says. Uh, CRT, Rips Navy, he he basically said some shit about, um, there was a, uh, the Navy's digital ambassador performs in drag, which I can see there being a fucking problem with that. I don't personally care. It's the Navy for fuck's sake. The Navy. The we Navy. all know they're gay. <laughs> the Navy. They're gay. semen for fuck's sake. They had a song by the village people. Exactly. <laughs> They're called semen. I don't care about this, and we all know what this really is. When you see when you see the the the, the trans general and the, the 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 navy digital ambassador, it's the same thing like when Raytheon puts up a fucking pride flag in fucking June, right? It's the same fucking thing. It's just a PR can. It's just Bud Light putting Dylan Mulvaney on a can. It doesn't actually fucking matter. It doesn't. It means fucking nothing. This guy got fired for saying shitty things about these people. And was like, this is what the military is now. I was like, dude, you may, you work in a made-up part of the fucking military. They got made up fucking three years ago. Nobody fucking cares about you either, you fucking loser. I don't give a shit. But it all fucking ties into a bunch of other shit that we gotta fucking talk about. Right? Uh, 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 uh. D. Snyder got fucking, and there's another, so it's like, it's like, all right, like, let the military, and like, here, oh, here's the quote from this guy. His name's Matthew Lamier. He goes, these days the American people see this and think this has become our military. And so first and foremost, I think it's important that I should say, and I fail to do this often enough, thank you to the good men and women who nobly serve a country in uniform every day of their lives because they show up believing in the greatness of the American ideal and because they're willing to lay their life on the line in defense of this country. That's not why people join the army. That's not why people join the military at all. Here's why people join the military. Uh, One, they have a, a criminal record that they would like expunged and they could use a job. Two, they have no fucking life experience. Three, they hate their fucking lives where they live and don't have money to go get an apartment away from their abusive parents and can't afford college. 
That's it. That's why people join the fucking military. The, the vast majority of people that join the military are people who grew up in a shitty situation and the military seems like the best, easiest way to get themselves out of that situation. That's what the military is. I saw a TikTok like that where a woman walked around her barracks and just asked every other woman why they joined the Marines. And to a person... And they all said, fucking dick! (laughs) Yes, every single one said, because I'm a cock-starved slut. And because that's how you get fucked the hardest. If you're a girl in the military, whoo, boy, airtight. Yeah, you've been turned out. Yeah. Um, Remember that Ohio player song, Skin Tight? Just that, but airtight, and that's every woman every in the woman. military. Um, no, they to a woman, they either said money or to get away from an abusive home. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's what it's always been for men. That's what it's always been for women. And that's the vast majority of people in the military. There are people who go to like uh, military schools. They graduate as officers that then never have to see fucking combat. Anybody who joins the military from fucking high school, regular public high school, is trying to escape a bad situation 99% of the fucking time. We all fucking know that. So it's like, for you to say this is bullshit. So they put, nobody, and also, nobody thinks the majority of the military is one drag queen and one trans admiral. Now, maybe they weren't the best people for the job and the Obama administration, the the Biden administration put them in there as part of some fucking diversity thing. I don't fucking know. I don't fucking care. Like, it doesn't actually matter. We're talking about two people that, again, are taking away, like, it's like, there's a lot of other shit going on in the middle. It's just a distraction. No? Eh. What do you mean? I, I just, I don't know why you need a drag queen as an ambassador for the Navy. What do you mean? Like, so who are you actually trying to recruit? Right, the Dylan Mulvaney thing, I, I guess, makes sense if you're trying to appeal to Gen Z and be like, "Look, we're Bud Light, we're more inclusive." Isn't this the same thing? You're not. You don't want those people in the military, in the Navy. I don't know. <laughs> you're gonna. They're have all to, drone pilots now. You're gonna have to kill people. I don't want those people decide. You know what I mean? Like, if this will appeal to you, if this will, for some reason, what if it gets a trans something? person to not kill themselves, but then they just kill a bunch of Arabs? All right, I'm in. Forget it. Yeah. We got to get the trans suicide rate down. And if it... By getting the trans homicide rate up. Yes. There you go. Because all military murders are homicides. You got to worry about your kill-to-death ratio for the trans people. Exactly. (laughs) I think so. So, um, we're talking about this. It's uh, D. Snyder got... Which is very odd that we're talking about D. Snyder at all. But so... uh, What's it? Paul Stanley is the guy from Kiss? Yeah. He tweeted some shit about um I've got it somewhere. He tweeted some shit and then D Snyder, he basically tweeted some shit about like young kids getting hormones or something and D Snyder was like, "Hey, there's a point in my life where I acted like a lady and I'm really glad my parents didn't push for me to cut my cock off." Is essentially what he said. I'm paraphrasing. That's not what he said. But he got in trouble. He's been working with San Francisco Pride apparently for a while, and they've said they don't want to work with him anymore because of that tweet. And it is a fucking dicey fucking issue. But D. Snyder's a 50-year-old man who probably made it the most acceptable for a man to wear makeup of any other straight man. Right? Maybe Prince. Probably Prince. Yeah. I White man. Yeah. 
I, I feel like the entire glam rock industry. Strange though. situation there. Yeah. I mean, to, wasn't his band Twisted Sister as well? Yeah. That's, I mean, what's more trans than a Twisted Sister? I don't, I don't a, know. A bunch of guys calling themselves Twisted Sister? That's like literally. That is a you're sending up signal and, flares but, to the trans. And team. and as men dressed as women, their hit was "We're not going to take it because they're going to give it." We're giving it. We're tops. You know what? You're right. It's okay to be gay as long as you're a, a trans top. top. That's the most progressive possible thing you can do. It's as verse as they come. A tra- being trans and a top. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I think I think that's fucking amazing. I think that's. Um, Pretty good. Yeah, it's like it's like you just took pegging to the next level. As the peg machine, you would know. I would know. Um, but so this comes out. What's this guy? What's the guy we were just talking about? The guy who got Don Lemon fired. Uh, what do you mean, Vivek Ramaswamy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's running for the Republican nomination. Yes, he is. And you you said before the show you said that uh, he beats Bob Dole out for the nomination in '96. Yes. Is your personal opinion of this guy? You think he's the only rational Republican? Is how you're describing him to me. Yeah. I don't know anything about him other than I keep seeing him in these clips when they need a brown guy to say something Republican. I don't know, dude. I, I think he he's the one who wants Tucker to run. He's like, that's also a bad idea. All right. I think Tucker Carlson would be a bad president. Yeah, I'd vote for him. Yeah, we. You're <laughs> dumb. <laughs> I am dumb. You are the swath of the American public that votes for this thing. Well, do you want to watch this thing? Yeah, because I do think he's smart. You think he's smart? Okay, I let's think watch he's it. smart. But below the age of eighteen, I think it's perfectly legitimate to say that we won't allow genital mutilation or chemical castration through puberty blockers You're for the purpose of that, gender transition. But how do you know it's that? Again, how do you know? Are, are you confident that you know that gender uh, is? Uh, as binary as you're describing it, are you confident that it isn't a spectrum? I uh, am. You know I'm, this as a scientist. Well, there's there's two X chromosomes. If you're a woman, an X and a Y. That means there's you're a, a lot man. of so scientific a research out there. There's a lot of scientific research out there that says gender is a spectrum. Chuck, I, I respectfully disagree. Gender dysphoria for most of our history, all the way through the DSM-5, has been characterized as a mental health disorder, and I don't think it's compassionate to affirm that. I think that's cruelty. When a kid is crying out for help, mm-hmm. what they're asking for is, you got to ask the question of what else is going wrong at home? What else is going wrong at school? Let's be compassionate and get to the heart of that, rather than playing this game as though we're actually changing right. our medical understanding but for the last I, I go back years. to this. If a parent is dealing with a child that has these, that that may have these issues, trust me, the parent, the last thing they want to do is consider something like this. But if that is what they think could help their child pursue happiness or their not to kill themselves, why take away that option? Again, why shouldn't it be up to the parent? So part of why parents now suddenly feel that way, let's ask ourselves that, Chuck, is we've created a culture that teaches parents that they're being bigoted or that they're bad people if they don't actually take those steps. So part of what I think is, listen, gender dysphoria for the rare few people who have suffered it Mm -hmm. is a condition of suffering. My question is why on earth are we going out of our way Mm -hmm. to create even more of it? And there's no doubt that the cultural movement in this country, even education, is creating more gender dysphoria. If it's a condition of suffering, let's not create more of it. That's what we're doing. So I don't completely disagree with him. I don't, look, Again, you're not allowed to get uh, tattoos if you're a child. I don't think we should be we should be more careful in over medicating kids on ADHD medication. I think we're giving children too much shit, and whatever. All those European countries are rolling it back. 
right? The Scandinavian countries have been doing this way longer than we have in this country, and they're rolling it back for a fucking reason, right? So he's not wrong. I just don't, I don't, I disagree with some of the verbiage. It's not chemical castration. We all know what chemical castration is. Like, there, there is like a weird, there's a weird level of dog whistling with this rhetoric that is inappropriate. I mean, you're literally, even if he's right, there's a weird level of dog whistling that's inappropriate with this rhetoric. Yeah, I mean, the, the buzzword there is, but I mean, it is. You're using a chemical to prevent somebody from going through puberty to be able to reproduce. Well, yeah, and it's a weird thing. It's like we've talked about it on this show where I feel like a lot of people don't even realize why puberty blockers exist. It's not because of this thing, you know? It's because of, um, you know, precocious pu- puberty and all this stuff. I Look, I don't like the way this guy talks necessarily, but I get what you're saying, but... It's like a fine thing. Like, where are you at with this? I don't know. I mean, like the idea that the the the, the Chuck Todd is going on uh, a respected news program and saying that you know the the chromosomes uh, are debatable is well, the chromosomes are not debatable, right? But he's he literally said there he's like you know the the two X's and the X Y and all that, and he he just brought up their scientific research that says. Well, I don't think there's scientific research that proves that there isn't. Suspected. But he said on a news program that there is. That's my point. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I just think that the rhetoric on the other side is just as fucking troubling. It's all harmful. Yeah, none of this is good. And I think that we're talking about it way too much in society. And it's we should be talking about the Nord Stream pipeline. <laughs> all right, that's the on. show. Good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. I tell you, I tell you